Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone Season 1 Episode 9, this is called Perchance to Dream. This is of course the classic Twilight Zone for the record, I should specify actually because because <laughs> the new one's on. And not even just the, Not even just the new one, there's like, you know, the 80s one, there's the 90s or 2000s one, there's like five of the bloody things. Uh, but yeah. We're doing the good one. We're doing a good one, yes. And I just <laughs> I just watched the fourth episode of the new one earlier today and we're definitely doing the good one. Uh so this is uh Perchance to Dream, full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh this episode is about a man named Edward who has been awake for over eight hours. He goes to a psychiatrist to try and explain why he's determined not to go to sleep. He thinks that if he goes to sleep he'll die. And of course my mind my, my horror main goes to Nightmare on Elm Street, right? I'm like Freddy Krueger's yeah, after this is this is very Nightmare on Elm Street. So he goes to the psychiatrist and he lies down. He, 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 you know, he kind of falls asleep for like a second. He wakes back up and the psychiatrist says, okay, explain to me what's going on. And there's some mumbo jumbo about how he used to look at patents of a boat and imagine the boat was moving and the boat would start moving. But then he gets to the gist of what he's actually going through, which is that he's having these nightmares and he thinks that he will actually die if the nightmares get to the ending. And then we see like some sort of flashbacks of his nightmare sequences where he's at this carnival, he meets this woman, and he thinks he's going to be eventually thrown off a roller coaster. Uh, that is the gist of the episode, so I'll ask Tara the question. Tara, mm-hmm. did you enjoy Perchance to Dream? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> it well, was a cool horror episode, I thought. So here, here's 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 where we differ a little bit, because <laughs> I this might be the first episode I outright dislike. Oh, dislike? Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not willing to, you know put my word on it but like it's it's okay it's <laughs> it's a fun time it's a horror movie episode and i don't know if there's a lot to dislike explain don't worry i don't think it's going to cause us to break up right i'm just <laughs> i'm just you know like i'm watching the episode and the first half of it like i felt a bit of time because there's the ad break in the middle right there's always this break when it goes to the ads in the middle mm-hmm. and it comes back I felt like by the time we got to the ads, I learned so little about what was going on, and it was just him kind of blabbering on about fairly vague stuff. Uh, the, the, the only time I kind of perked up in the first half of the episode, I, I like the opening shot. There's a shot of him looking up at the building at the start, and I thought, oh, that's a cool model or something that they're looking up at. It, it felt kind of cool. Yeah. And then there's a moment where he opens the window, because they're up, you know, 30 floors up or whatever, and... The psychiatrist just sort of casually comes over and like starts to lower the window and he's like, uh, we'll keep the window closed, shall we? And he's like, <laughs> he thought I was going to jump and I'm like, okay, what's it doing here? Um, and in the second half, I thought that I thought the nightmare sequences felt a bit cartoony to me. I don't know, maybe 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 I was just grumpy for this one, but I felt like yeah, it had a bit of a like Carnival of Souls vibe. I had hmm. seen that movie recently and it kind of reminded me of that. Great movie. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Okay, maybe we are going to break up then. All right. (laughs) It's over. Find yourself another co host. (laughs) No, don't. Please. (laughs) Oh, dear. I I just, like, it got got to the the nightmare stuff and it felt like just really kind of. I don't want to use the word cheesy because I, f- I feel like you know those people who will watch old content and they'll say everything's cheesy, right? They, they can't put themselves in the mindset of the, of the of the show or whatever at the time. Yeah, it had like a smoky filter to it, so you knew you're in like his memory. It wasn't mm. 
it wasn't a very clear image of everything. Lot, lot I mean, of I, can, I can see what you're what you're saying though. Yeah, it but... is a little bit cheesy, but it is at least distinctive from what the reality is. Oh sure, yeah, it, it does differentiate quite well, and it's a lot of Dutch angles. And he meets this this, this Maya that that kind of becomes this mystery woman in his dreams who, that he thinks is trying to kill him, and right. She like her introduction as well. Like it was this kind of like traditional thing you get in old TV shows, where she's kind of like not quite belly dancing, but she kind of comes out and she's just kind of like dancing a little bit, and it it just wasn't really working for me. And to to, to be fair, like just to compare it to you know the, the hit television show Star Trek, the original series, which uh, Tara likes to bring up on on the occasion. Like, How dare you take my line? <laughs> <laughs> you can reference Buffy later. It's okay. <laughs> um, so oh man, I gotta start thinking of how I can do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, challenge. Yeah. So <laughs> she, on Star Trek, there'd you know every so often there'd be an episode where we'd we'd have like a like a, a guest star, like a woman who's there to like either entice Kirk or usually Kirk, sometimes another character, but usually Kirk. And mm-hmm. you'll have them come out in some ridiculous outfit, and it'll, you know sometimes it'd make me laugh because it, in an effort to make them look kind of like exotic, they'd have this ridiculous belly dancer outfit on, or they'd have them wearing something. And maybe it is just like a time, a generation thing where I look at this and go, "This looks stupid. What are we doing here?" <laughs> like, but yeah, I did like how his the thing he was talking about with the psychiatrist with his dreams mm. were that when he was a kid, they used to happen in sequence. Like he was, every time he would fall asleep, it would pick right back up from where he left off. And that, that part of the story I was engaged by because where the dreams with Maya, now that they've been happening again, Maya keeps leading him towards something that will cause him to die. And because he knows in his mind that he's able to manipulate reality by like staring at a painting he can eventually make a move that he knows his mind has the power to kill him if he imagines it Mm. so Maya leading him to this death while he's dreaming he knows it's going to lead him to his death so he doesn't want to do it that part I thought was really creative and really um really cool for the time that it came out especially this it does kind of get reused and (laughs) <laughs> in franchises yeah I, mean, Elm Street. <laughs> I, I don't think craven took it from this uh i mean maybe I mean, maybe he maybe he did secretly see this episode that he's, he's telling fibs but um well who knows maybe he saw it and he didn't realize he remembered it from here well because he always said the inspiration for nightmare on elm street is he actually read a news article about a teenager who believed she would die if she went to sleep so she was like staying up for a week at a time it was based on like a, a just a you know it had nothing to okay. do with you know freddy krueger that he made all that up but it was just like a simple news story about this girl who believed she'd die if she went back to sleep. Mm. Um, so, assuming he's telling the truth, he never, you know, he maybe didn't see this. But um, I like, I think what would work, help this episode out a lot for me is I think the whole idea that his dreams are in sequence and he believes that she's trying to kill him, and if he goes back to sleep, it'll get to the point where he dies. I think if that was all set up more clearly bef- before the ad break. Like, introduce okay. those concepts so that in the second half we can actually play with the outcome. I felt like the episode was barely done introducing what it was about when it ended, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I I guess. So, do you want to go over how it ends? Sure. Um, so, the twist of the episode is, is that the, 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 when he fell asleep for a split second at the start, which I think is pretty obvious to see coming because it has this weird cut to it when he gets back up. 
But yeah, it immediately goes into the Rod Sterling's narration mm. and the Twilight Zone intro. Yeah, so he he wakes up and it turns out that he never actually woke up. That everything that's happened in the office since he he lay down has been one of the dreams, and that the secretary is uh, also Maya. And he ends up jumping out the window to get away from her. Uh, he just dives out the window, um, and then yeah. He's, he's left lying there on the where he was sleeping and it's like he's had a heart attack and i guess i mean the one thing i like about this twist is that it's because you said it set up the idea that he can like change reality and the idea that he because the first dream he talks about is like he's in a car and he sees someone in the back seat and it became the carnival but again it was maya coming after him um yeah the idea that his final change was he changed it to a therapist office he he you know he changed the nightmare to this this time yeah um I like and that. I like, I like that, that Maya is the is the sexy woman version of Freddy Krueger, who's stalking <laughs> him throughout all of his dreams. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it was. I thought it was pretty effective for for what it was trying to do, and I, I liked the twist, even though you, you did kind of see it coming that he was still dreaming in the mm. in the office because you saw him fall asleep in the beginning. Joe, um, I think. Go ahead. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's not so much that I dislike the concepts of this episode. I think every, everything you're talking about you liking, I like all that stuff. All that stuff. Are, okay. it's all, all the ideas are just great. Just the execution. It's, it's just the actual kind of, you know, scene to scene actual watching it that <laughs> I don't like that much. Okay. Um, Maybe it just doesn't introduce it in a quick enough way where I can start to like think about the concepts and go. It's, it spends almost too much time just having him sound kind of crazy before he really gets the the nitty gritty of, of what is going on and not that that can't be effective to sort of like tease it out like that but you've only got 25 minutes i feel like most of the episodes of twilight zone do a really good job of clearly defining what the, the episode's about in the first half and then the second half takes it and spins it uh whereas this i felt like i didn't really get all the concepts that he was playing with until right before it just spun it all <laughs> completely um and maybe I was like, if you'd given me some of that earlier on i think i got more engaged in the episode as it was i felt like i was kind of like going through some kind of because you know what they literally get into a house of horrors in the in the carnival like you know after they first yeah. meet they get into this house of horrors it's, it's a very generic set of like you know spooky things and uh and mm-hmm. stuff happening and i don't know i just I we wasn't... haven't really had like a horror episode before though i, I, I don't know, know. I, maybe because it's the first <laughs> that i i kind of liked it because of that it's just so i, I like it when they take chances <laughs> i was fair like like I, I mean, I think a lot of Twilight Zone is taking chances, and so, some of them hit, and some of them, some of them miss. I'd, I'd say more hit than yeah. miss. This is, and this is the first one I think I, I, I got to the end and felt like I was checking my watch a few times. You know, I was checking the time. I was like, oh, is this how much time is left in this one? I just, I, I wasn't drawn into this one the way that I have been most of them. Where most of them I've been okay. like, oh, what's going on? What does this mean? Uh, whereas this one, obviously, yeah, there's parallels to like big things like Nightmare on Elm Street that, that come later. But so obviously, there's stuff in the idea. There's 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 gold in there to be mined, <laughs> which which is maybe like the proof of concept, right? Where we're like, we know this can be done in a way that's like. Well, it was even kind of done in that Black Mirror episode with the uh, the the play. Is it called Playtest? Where yeah, play the test, guy, yeah, yeah. Although I don't want to say it just in case someone hasn't. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hasn't seen the episode yet, but. It had a kind of a similar twist in that as well. So I mean, this has been done a couple times since, mm. and I think it's a. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because it reminds me of other things that I like that I like this episode because <laughs> I figured it probably just did it first. But I, I understand what your complaints are, and uh, it's a shame because. 
I, I love the concept, and I also love a bottle episode, which you, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard me say in the past. I, I love a nice bottle story where everything's set in the one location, and it's just this conversation between the two characters. Aren't all Twilight Zone's bottle episodes? A lot of them are. Am I not thinking of the right definition? Maybe. Um, let me think of the previous episodes. Um, no, nah, because I mean they, they go, to, they sort of naturally go to different locations, whereas this is really just one in one room. Okay. Uh, this this kind of thing. Not that you can. I mean, obviously, like most bottle stories, will have maybe a little bit of setup and ending that ends and starts elsewhere, but the the bulk of it will take place in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess it gets a bit murky in something like the first episode where it's like an outdoors location. Okay. But typ- typically, it's like just one location. Like I, I like again, I, I like the concepts of this episode. I, I the execution just leaves me a, a little bit lacking. Like I, I never. Like I felt like there was nothing to hint at, like why the 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 person he was he was having nightmares of this Maya, like why it was her, or why is he thinking of this beautiful woman that's coming after him as mm-hmm. opposed to anything else? I guess I kind of compared her to Freddy, so yeah. <laughs> it didn't really bother me. You know, like is it, is it supposed to represent someone from his past that he you know was he scared of his mother? Is this kind of like some weird mother thing? <laughs> <laughs> like it could be. It could be, yeah. Um, I I don't think so. I would have liked it better, I think, if the secretary wasn't Maya in the last shot, but because he was dreaming he saw her. Yeah, because when we come back into the real world at the end when he's actually died and he's just on the couch, uh, the secretary comes in and it's still the same actress, and that that felt a little bit weird to me as well. Like, Yeah, because he probably would have known her. Didn't didn't he see a different woman when he walked in? Do you know, I can't remember if it was a different woman, but you would think he'd notice if it was her. Yeah. Yeah, that part probably could have been done a little bit different. <laughs> and so, the fact he was so quick to jump out of the window to his death instead of just accepting the other death was interesting. Mm. Well, because I mentioned he's got a heart condition, so it's the idea that if he gets to the point where he's dying in a dream because right. his, his heart starts racing, he'll have a heart attack and die. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what happens, which... Again, fine. Like conceptually, I like a lot of this episode. I, I, I guess ultimately, I just think the script's a little bit undercooked, and it's notable that this one was not written by Serling. Yes, that's right. Uh, it was written by some other. I think he does more episodes, though. Yeah, Charles Beaumont. Yeah, um, I recognize the name. I think he does do more episodes, but uh, and not to say that I, I'm, I'm assuming all Beaumont episodes are ones I, don't, I won't like now, but <laughs> like it, it is notable that this is. It does feel very different from the other ones that we've watched, mm. which I think were all written by Sterling so I think, far. I think so. Um, I, I don't remember seeing another writer credit in the last last eight episodes, so mm. which is nice that other people are starting to like filter in and we're, we're seeing some other visions and other ideas, but. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't hate the episode. I don't want to come come off like super negative. It's, <laughs> I, I just I felt kind of like just really lukewarm on everything that okay. was happening. I never got like engaged. And if I start to try and analyze why, I, I think it's because it's not that the concepts aren't things that I'm interested in. It's just because I feel that the the pacing of the the distribution of the concepts and information could have been handled better so that by the time I got to the second half, I was like, okay, that, how can we play with this? Instead, I was still learning about what it was about. At that point, I started to feel a little bit like, okay, get to it. Can we get to it? Can we? All right. Well, I understand. I still think it's, I don't know, for me, it worked. Uh, I was still into the mystery and I wanted to know more about the woman. And uh, the, yeah, I think it worked for me, but 
it's all right. <laughs> oh, the first suggestion. It's, not a, it's uh, not a very deep episode. Like, there's not a lot no. of messages in it or anything. It's just, uh, will this guy die? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, maybe maybe that's part of the disappointment. I almost, like, I, maybe I was looking for, like, a, a meeting, like, in the episode. And, like, and it, it, there was never really one there. No, not really. And I guess that's maybe why I'm I'm thinking about who is Maya. What what is she to him? What does she represent to him? Like maybe that's where I was looking for the meaning because I assumed that's where it had to come from or something like that. I don't know. And <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing. I understand why you would try to look for that, but I don't think it was there. And I don't know if it I don't know if it needed to be there for the Twilight Zone episode to work. Oh sure, like I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with just having like a fun idea that could be you know twist and turny and exciting. Uh, I, I think my my problem was I didn't think it was that exciting. <laughs> so. <laughs> right fair enough yeah um well we've started a slippery slope so maybe by episode 15 we'll be done <laughs> <laughs> how do you disagree with me what no <laughs> um yeah i'll start bringing in like glass bottles just like so can... chatter room against the wall or something <laughs> no peter you're wrong <laughs> well i mean the scene from thor where he shouts another except like angry this is not it's not a Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, no, no, you dumb Scottish bitch. This is what's. This is the right opinion of the episode. How dare you? Uh, that does sound like me. That does sound like you. You should. You should hear when we're not recording. Like, literally, right, in, right until I like count down and say action. I'm so abusive. Yeah, so abusive. I mean, I'm. I'm lucky we're not in the same location because I'd. I'd probably have bruises. I am a monster, in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're Maya. <laughs> You're my Maya. Spooky. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to sleep. Um, so that is <laughs> that is episode nine of uh, Twilight Zone. So we always talk about the ending, uh, the, the tease for the next episode, uh, where Serling tells us about it. Um, there's a ship going from Liverpool to to I think it said New York. It was definitely the U.S. I, I, maybe it wasn't that safe, but it was definitely the U.S. And notably, though, the he, he was the 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 you know the the ring that he was holding said like the 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 SS Glasgow, and I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah, okay, I remember. And, and I was like, <laughs> and then he said Liverpool, and I'm like, is this is the ship just called the Glasgow? Okay, fair enough, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Gla Glasgow did build a lot of ships. That used to be Glasgow's big thing was a shipbuilding back in the day, but not okay. for a long time, but. I yeah, imagine it's named after places. Yeah, I imagine I served on a ship that was called the the Blue Ridge, which is just a range of mountains, a range of mountains in the east coast of the U.S. Yeah, it's not. Great. They're not all named Enterprise. <laughs> but you wish they were. Yes. Yes. Uh, Bring my life that much closer to Star Trek. <laughs> yes. So the next one is called. I'm just going to get a tail. Uh, Judgment Night. Uh, here's the description on IMDb. It's 1942 and a man finds himself on a ship in the Atlantic, not knowing who he is or how he got there. He does know the ship will soon be attacked by a German U-boat. Ooh. Interesting. Sounds tense. That sounds tense. Um, I don't remember this episode, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it either. Yeah, I think I, I think I vaguely remember the title. No, it's not ringing a bell for me. Judge, Judgment Night sounds, sounds familiar, but... You're thinking of Judgment Day. Maybe. Well, you mean like the hit film Terminator 2? The hit film. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for my Buffy reference, just for the record. Yeah, I've forgotten everything about Buffy, so... 
there are no vampires in this episode, unlike the hit television show. Probably <laughs> <laughs> the Vampire Slayer. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm desperate. I'll take it. All right, that's uh, that's been Twilight Zone episode episode nine. Uh, so we'll see you next time for episode ten. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. You can like and subscribe and all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support us, how can they do that, Tara? God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> you can support us by going to patreon.com slash mildfuzztv. There it is. <laughs> you can support for as little as a dollar per month. And with that, you'll get exclusive episodes of The Ace and Screams After Midnight. <laughs> Such an asshole. Such an asshole, I quit. <laughs> 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 Why do you find that so stressful? <laughs> People who are watching can can know why. People who are listening probably don't know. <laughs> I was just leaning back in my chair. I know. I was just getting comfortable. I, hate you. I, I was enjoying. I was enjoying your outro. You were doing a good job. <laughs> it was soothing. Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is uh that is us so um thank you once again for watching or listening and uh maybe maybe convince tara if you catch her when i'm usually when i'm streaming on uh on youtube uh tara sometimes pops in the chat if you catch her in there uh convince her to stay i think I'm, i think i'm scaring her off uh but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time so thanks once again uh keep watching uh tv and the twilight zone